There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Let's begin this hour's e-news with Matthew Perry this morning. Yeah, this uh, he's got a memoir coming out, and it's he's very candid about his drug use and how it almost killed him. The book is Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing. In a new interview with People, he said he almost died when his colon burst due to opioid abuse four years ago. Spent two weeks in a coma, five months in the hospital, and nine months with a colostomy bag. That's crazy. That's a lot. They got two weeks in a coma, five months in the hospital, nine months with a colostomy bag. He said, the doctors told my family that I had a 2% chance to live. Wow. I was a put on a thing called an ECMO machine which does all the breathing for your heart and your lungs and that's called a Hail Mary. No one survives that. One point during his friend's days, Matthew was taking 55 Vicodin a day. Holy smokes. He was down to 128 pounds. I do remember that part of Friends where he was really, really, really thin. You said this all went down four years ago. The in the in the hospital where it is, yeah, colon burst. Wow! But this is this was during Friends that he was taking the five fifty five Vicodin a day. Season nine God. was the only year he was sober all the way through, and that was the last season. Were there only nine seasons? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like every season he had a different weight. He would he would he, be skinny, he then he'd be big, and then he'd be skinny, and then he'd be like, "Whoa, you're frail." Yeah, and then he'd be. You know, bloated. And I don't remember which one it was, but he would say, if I'm overweight, then that was the alcohol. If I was thin, then it was drugs. It was pills. Um, He credits the other cast members, though, for sticking with him like penguins. He said, penguins in nature, when one is sick or when one is very injured, the other penguins surround it and prop it up. They walk around until that penguin can walk on its own. That's kind of what the cast did for me. He has been to rehab, get a load of this, 15 times over the years. Mm. And while he won't reveal how long he's been sober currently, he says he's, quote, a pretty healthy guy right now. Oh, and, that's good. Yeah, and that is why he finally wrote his book. He said, I wanted to share when I was safe from going into the dark side of everything again. I had to wait until I was pretty safely sober and away from the active disease of alcoholism and addiction to write it all down. And the main thing was I was pretty certain that it would help people. So the book is out November 1st. All right. It's going to be a doozy. I'll pick it up and read at least two or three chapters. There you go. Like I do with every other memoir by a famous person. Right. (laughs) Well, here's an anecdote that did not come immediately to the surface when Angela Lansbury died. Back in the 80s, Angela Lansbury 
visited a New York City sex club. Hey, oh, good for her. Called Hellfire. Director John Waters revealed that he saw her there in his 2019 book, Mr. Know-It-All, The Tarnished Wisdom of a Fifth Elder. But to be clear, John didn't see Angela doing anything freaky. Apparently, a lot of famous people checked it out. You know, they come by, they visit. Yeah. I mean, you have to. See, I would like to be invisible and go into a sex club just to see what all the fuss is about. Well, all you have to do is snap your fingers and say, I'm invisible, and you are. And it happens. All right, I'm going to try it. You should do that. What if you want to see, like, what, who all's there and what are they doing? And how many people are they? What? With? Yeah. What? Is, what exactly is going on here? Yeah. Oh, look, Jennifer Fritch. Big surprise. Yeah. <laughs> you know she was into that. <laughs> yep. Eye opener. Mild mannered mom and all that. <laughs> Everybody went. She wasn't doing anything though. He said Hellfire was a straight gay bar where people had sex. This, is according to John Waters, he said you'd be standing there talking to someone, and you know someone's unit would come through a. Uh, like a little hole, yeah, hole. and and then you would just move somewhere else. <laughs> Let's just take the conversation over here. Yeah, the, we're just not be back in a minute. Yeah, let me finish this up. Angela Lansbury just uh, popped in and checked it out. Uh-huh. But it was the eighties. Who wasn't right? We just weren't old enough yet, or we would have probably been there too. Right. <laughs> I gotta take a quick break here. Coming up. Uh, Post Malone's injury and the Karate Kid series. Another Karate Kid series is in the works. First, to check the roads. We got Denise here now with your latest traffic. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery House and I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Summer's here. You don't want to be running that AC nonstop. Keep that cold air inside with new energy-efficient windows from Universal Windows Direct. Hi, it's Tim. Call for a free estimate. 513-755-1800. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. I started growing my hair long when I turned 40. That was my very mild midlife crisis that's all i have the energy and money to do that's all the rebellion i have left just screw you supercuts i'm off the grid yeah you gotta do the hair flip to let the man know you mean business that's like the exclamation point at the end of a long-haired sentence that's how you know we're done talking like yeah so uh. It's never a smart sentence. It's never like, so that's when I got my master's. That's never happened. (laughs) 
It's more like, so anyway, that's the day I learned. You can get a DUI on a bicycle. <laughs> so wise. <laughs> yeah, we got a freeze warning in effect till 10 and then gusty winds. Remember that part. Otherwise, a mix of sun and clouds. High of 58. Also got a uh, fire danger warning in effect yeah. as well, which takes me back to the gusty winds. That's the concern. Gusty winds combined with low humidity makes for dangerous conditions. You burn Anyone stuff. Planning on yeah, yeah. doing any outdoor burning. Today's not the day. Right now it's 30. Cincinnati's Q102. So, one of the few bad things about Cobra Kai is that Mr. Miyagi isn't part of it, but they're not done telling his story because a prequel series centered on him is now in the works. With Miyagi? Yep. Ralph Macchio says, it's in the discussion stages. It's a project that I'm cheering for personally because Pat Morita always wanted to do more with where Miyagi came from. So that would be wonderful to see that realized. A lot of potential story there, Ralph says. Who was that guy? What was he like as a teenager? What was he like when he first came to the United States? Who was he when he went to World War II? What happened after he loses his wife and child in the internment camps? Internment camps. How does this guy come from Okinawa to a place where he was working as a maintenance guy at an apartment building? What's that full story? That would be a cool story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there was a lot going on there with Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Wax on, wax off. so wise all the time. So wise. Well, people who go through that much in life are tending, they tend to be the wise ones. Kind of surprised they didn't do that sooner. Explore that. I wonder if they're going to show us how we learned how to kill flies with chopsticks. Oh, yeah, catch from flies with chopsticks. That's a tricky one. That was a big thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, a month ago, Post Malone fell into a trap door on his stage and injured his ribs. Well, the stage got him again. On Tuesday night in Atlanta, he rolled his ankle and then limped up to the mic and said this. Tell you what, there's little holes in the middle of the stage where fire comes out of I just twisted up my ankle a little bit over on that shoulder. So if my dance moves aren't 100%, you got to forgive me tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to do my best. <laughs> yeah. The, is, is he just clumsy? Well, those little holes he's talking about is where the fire comes out, mm-hmm. which is is pretty cool. You know, it makes for a really cool effect on stage. But I don't know. I guess he hasn't learned how to dodge him yet. <laughs> Well, why do they eat Marking the hell out of those with tapes. There's got to be a way, you would think. Yeah, you would think. Uh, At this point, he's not announced any cancellations. In fact, his next show is tomorrow night in Dallas, so we'll see how that goes. I think they need to hire a different set designer there. Something. Don't they have those glow-in-the-dark tape strips? Yep, they usually put those, What it looks like caution tape, right? and then they'll put it around. I mean, we've all been on stages and seen that before. Right. And it's like reflective. Yeah. I think he's just so in the moment. He doesn't have he's a not paying yeah. attention. He's You've got to look down for I that mean, to happen. Or he was doing shots before he went out uh-huh. on stage. Well, I was telling you guys, I saw that Luke Bryan post. Luke Bryant, who is a country music artist, posted that he went to a Post Malone concert recently, and they were like doing shots b- backstage. 
Before or after? I don't know if it was before <laughs> or after because it was the picture of them. And then Luke Bryant put, Luke Bryant put up something like um, fun watching from this side or something like that. Like actually getting to be a fan. But if it mm. was before the show. Maybe that's what's up. It would lead one to speculate. But a lot of artists will take a shot before Heck the yeah, show. More than one or two. kind of jonesed in, in the moment. I had two shots this morning. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> when I first moved to Cincinnati and I was very ner- very nervous about being on the radio in the big city, I was doing some hot damn in the parking lot. You were? Hell yeah. Hot, hot you. And some crown. <laughs> Did that for about two weeks. At five o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Look at Good you. Good morning, everybody. What a rager you are, Timmerman. <laughs> That was 15 years ago. <laughs> no. Now we do shots of Duncan. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. He's been through rehab and... 15 times like Matthew come Perry. come a long way. Yeah. Thanks, guys. So Halloween Ends is a very polarizing movie, and the people who hated it really hated it. So, of course, what have they gone and done? Started a petition calling on filmmakers to start again and make a better movie. Oh, gosh. Didn't it's, Jamie Lee Curtis say she's done? Yes. Just let it die. She said, we love this franchise, or the, the it says, the petition says, we love this franchise wholeheartedly. And this version of a Halloween movie left a sad man disappointed and infuriated. Please give us a movie that shows us what Halloween is really about. Please write this wrong. We beg of you. Mm. You know, these things never work. No. Remember, they tried to do it with Game of Thrones. And that was a relatively large petition. Right. And it, uh, yeah, didn't go anywhere. So I wouldn't hold out hope. (laughs) But they never work. You're never going to be happy with the way that anything ends. No, Very one ever, rarely. Yeah. Has there ever been a finale that people were like, and I'm sure there has been, I just can't think of it, were like, oh, man, that was perfect. They wrapped that up beautifully, tied a bow on it, and we're good. I liked I liked Mad Men. I liked the way that ended. Did I they do it was well? Good. Yeah, I felt really good about that. And they talked about maybe revisiting in the, I think it was the 80s, talked about maybe bringing back the show sort of a, a reboot, mm-hmm. sort of revisit some of the characters and catch up with how they were doing. Wouldn't they 20 all be years dead later? from the smoking and drinking? Uh, well, possibly, but you know who who would be dead and who survived and where are they now and what are they doing and what happened since then? I thought would be interesting. Yeah, but you could also let that sleeping dog lie because I thought I tied it nicely. It in a went bow. well. Yeah, uh, and I thought West Wing ended pretty well too. Did it? Yeah, they they did a they did an episode. I think it was like a stage episode where they sort of revisited what they had the actors come back. I think it was ten years later, and they did like a special presentation that was kind of cool. But it was a repeat, like it they redid, they rehashed one of the episodes, but they did it in like a stage environment. If that makes sense, okay. I don't know, not the same thing, I guess. Hmm. By the way, it's hard to believe that you could ever book Drake. For just $100, but that's how much Drake made opening for Ice Cube back in the day. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was a long time ago. It was back in Toronto in 2006 before he made it big. There had been rumors about the $100 paycheck years ago, and the other day a Canadian account posted the official flyer on Instagram. Well, Drake shared it to his Instagram story and said, quote, this is for anybody getting $100 a show right now. Keep going. That's pretty cool. That is cool. 
that wild? Wow. A hundred dollars. Even in 2006, like that's nothing. He probably didn't even want to. He probably didn't even care about the money. It was like at that point, I'm going to ask you. You know, that was the. Yeah. That was a springboard yeah. for sure. Covers gas money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Demi Lovato surprised a New York City concert crowd on Tuesday night by singing a duet with Goo Goo Dolls lead singer Johnny Resnick. Uh, they performed the Goo Goo Dolls song Iris together. Here's some of their performance from an audience member's cell phone video. Johnny Resnick from the Goo Goo Dolls! Fun. It's pretty. I loved that song back in the day. Mm-hmm. Did you? So much feeling. Yeah. <laughs> they were the first famous people I ever met when I first started working here were the Goo Goo Dolls. The Goo Goo Dolls? Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Backstage, man. Hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> pretty big. I should see if I can find that picture somewhere. It's probably in my mom's basement. Ken yeah. Chesney and Justin Timberlake. And yeah, I just remember being like, this is so exciting. It's Johnny Resnick and that other guy. Yeah. <laughs> and back in the day when they used to perform that song, they would turn out all of the stage lights, I believe, and just have like one giant disco ball that would rotate so that the crowd would just have like all these sparkles, beautiful sparkles all oh. over them. <laughs> funny who's your favorite backstage experience um probably oh god i don't even know so miranda cosgrove i think it was probably Katy perry <laughs> when my friend holly and i met Katy perry we were we that's a great photo of you three so here's what happened long story short Katy perry made us wait for her for about two two and a half hours like no joke she really? was like yes like i don't know if she was having a diva moment or what was going on so you guys got blasted yes that was what i was getting ready to say they put us in this <laughs> that's what private I room <laughs> at the columbus stadium where the buckeyes played and they were like all right you guys free drinks you know there's a couple of snacks but we just got Tanked. Mm. So when we finally met her, we were in the bag. <laughs> and, you know, my friend down the down the street, Holly, was like, we're just a couple of girls trying to make it in radio. <laughs> and she was like, okay. <laughs> she did not care. But we no. were like, we want to do a fun pick. And so they did this. She did this really fun picture with us. Yeah, it looked like she was into it. Like the Charlie's Angels. She and played along. Kitty Perry, Perry, who is her, like, mascot. But... Then after that, they literally, like, kicked us out of the room. They were like, you guys got to go. Time to go. (laughs) You're done. Yeah. Uh, It looked like a really fun photo. It was very fun, and I remember all of it, so. At least she appeared to play along. You weren't that crazy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty bad. Hey, did you guys know the Cookie Monster has a first name? Yes. I had heard that, too, but I forgot about it, and somebody reminded, oh, it was a tweet I saw. He recently tweeted his name is Sid. And oh, yeah, I've heard that. I, Sid. I guess it rocked a lot of people who didn't know. Well, what did they think? That he didn't have a name? Yeah, they f- assumed his first name was Cookie. <laughs> yeah, last name Monster. Right. Correct. A lot of people thought until we found out otherwise, wait, you mean the guy's got like a real name that's just a stage name? Yeah. Have they ever called him Sid on the show? Well... There's a 2004 song where he sings about it. The first time he eat cookie, when he was very small, he had never, ever tasted cookie at all. <laughs> he was just a mild-mannered little kid. In fact, back then, me think me name was Sid. Yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> back then, me think me name was Sid. There you go. I love cookie. He always just makes me smile. One of my favorites. I love him. 
And there you have it. That's your latest D News. <laughs> we'll have more for you coming up after 7 o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If you can guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with a pair of tickets to the Kevin Hart Reality Check Tour, which goes down this Saturday. Hit Cincinnati, the Heritage Bank Center, Saturday night. We'll get your tickets for free coming up here shortly. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Key 102. First, Denise Johnson is standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.